Blog Talk Radio. This is Byron Saxton from WWE, and you are listening to FXE Live. Because the people's champ is ready to talk. Thank you. Thank you very much, Rock. You're damn right the people's champ is about to talk, and that would be me. D. Jester is here, FXE Live. Hey, Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah, Randy, uh, Randy said some things uh, some people didn't like in the wrestling industry, and uh, I really, I, I, I've got my own questions, and I want to talk to JT about it. And uh, I'd like to get Randy's opinion on it, too. So JT and I will be talking about that. Yes, I will be bringing in the one, the only, Jason Townsend. JT, folks, FXE Live, bringing you another edition as we're here talking a little WWE. You know, we'll talk about backlash and whatnot. But, 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 but. If you can't tell, a little extra excitement in the Jester's voice these days. <laughs> yeah, folks, uh, if you've missed it, if you missed it because uh, you don't pay attention to the other podcasts, you know, the Fantasy Jester show covers all four sports, but it also has wrestling on there. It's not just fantasy sports, the Saturday podcast. And again, this is all brought to you by Fantasy Jester Sports dot com blog talk radio and a whole bunch of other people will be getting to but yeah if you missed the saturday show the fantasy justice show you listened and you heard which former wwe and tna star agreed agreed as his form of punishment to do the up in flames match. If he loses, he will get set on fire. Who am I talking about? Stay tuned. We'll talk about that interview and more again with JT. Heard from Lindsay Snow on that night. Again, another person under punishment. Find out what her punishment matches coming up. As I talk with JT. Matter of fact, as we come up to JT and everything, you'll find out exactly why FXE Live is Florida's number one wrestling podcast. Not just giving you inside info for the wrestling world, but wrestling guests that can just pop in. They literally pop in out of nowhere. And you guys have seen it already now firsthand. And God only knows. So, not that anybody, I got to be honest with you. 
nobody's playing so far for tonight. I just wanted to have JT on, talk a little backlash, and then again talk some FXE up in flames and some of the early early chatter. If you've missed it, if you haven't been on FXE uh, the Facebook page, you know you've missed a little bit of chatter going back and forth between Mako and Joey Cage and. For the most part, Joey Cage has been dead silent. I mean, Mako talking about having another donut and all this stuff to him. Again, want to talk to JT about this, get his opinion on this. And then also, you know, tonight we're going to bring in, he was on last week. He's going to join us again this week. Now, especially after Backlash, I want his opinion on some of this. Is the one, the only... Busy J, one of the fantasy jester sports com writers. And uh, he will be on talking about some of the wrestling. And then, folks, don't forget, before I bring everybody on, let me put it on. Okay. It's on. Tomorrow, folks, is Red Nose Day. Go get your red nose for a dollar. Go to Walgreens, go get a dollar, and go help beautiful charity helping young children. And uh, don't forget, get your red nose. Tomorrow, I will uh, post a picture of me and my red nose. I'd like to see everybody else with their picture posted as well. Thank you. Let's go ahead. Let's start bringing people in. Let's start talking. Let's get the show on the road, if you will. The one. The only Jason Townsend, JT, how are you tonight? You know, Jester, I'm doing pretty good. I got to say, uh, you know, it took you getting uh, Shannon Moore and Lindsey Snow on Saturday night to, to fill my shoes as I was on location in Houston covering the uh, Astros Indian series. So, uh, man, I'll tell you what, listening to that, if, if you don't get passion from listening to that guy talk, uh, and listen to what that guy has to say. I mean, talk about somebody who loves what they do. Uh, always enjoy Shannon Moore, and especially enjoy Lindsey Snow as well. So, uh, great show that I missed Saturday night. Well, first of all, you know, one of the things, folks, uh, we talked about the Fantasy Justice show on Saturday nights. And if you're a wrestling fan, but you also happen to like other sports, we bring you the whole world of sports, including uh, some really great meetings. We sent uh, JT and uh, Tate Dello to Houston to go cover the Houston-Cleveland game, but also catch up with a friend of the show, Jim Rosenhaus, Cleveland Indian right. radio announcer, and uh, set up some other some other things for the Fantasy Jester show. And you'll have to pay attention to the Fantasy Jester show to see what we're talking about as far as guests for that show. The guests aren't just for wrestling show. They're, we have great guests on the other show as well. Uh, JT, now, uh, yeah, and, and in your steed, uh, I had to go ahead. I, I tried. I reached out to a couple of people and said, if you can call, call, that'd be great. And sure enough, uh, I got two in one call. And uh, as you mentioned, <laughs> Shannon Moore and Lindsay Snow. And one thing about Shannon Moore, and this is what I like about him, he is very big on giving back to the sport. Now, I think that's admirable in wrestling, but I think that's what should be, you know, I mean, other sports could take uh, notice from what he does in 
give back. There's there's a bunch of players in the other sports that truly do give back. Uh, and but it's nice to also see somebody in wrestling give back. I, I mean, and talk about it on a regular basis and help people come up and give them a hand, give them you know the rub, if you will. And uh, really good guy, really good guy to have on. Getting ready for uh, the backlash review. I want to go ahead, JT, and uh, we've got Busy J back on tonight, calling in uh, okay. from New. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited about having Busy J on. I always like his perspective on the wrestling world. Always, always like to hear his perspective. He gets a, a bunch of stuff up from the New York media as well, and uh, covers up there. So let's get him on in here. Busy J, how are you tonight? I'm good. How's everybody doing tonight? Go on, Busy. Same old, man. Same old. Having a ball. Having a ball. Well, let's start out. Let's start out. Let's go with JT first. JT, first thing, good or bad from Backlash? Well, I would have to say uh, SmackDown going in the direction that Busy called, and I'll just let it out there. I mean, Jinder Mahal, really? This is what I have to look forward to on Tuesday night. Um, and as anyone who knows, and I'm especially Gary Ruat Jr., by the way, I have no hair, but I'd rather wash my hair Tuesday nights at this point than watch SmackDown. So I'll lead off with the bad surprise, surprise. All right. So you have gender, and you're upset in that. Um, why? What uh, you don't think he deserves the chance, or you just upset that the belt hey, is does, changing again? Or I mean, I'd rather see Davari hold the belt than Jinder Mahal at this point. But uh, the guy has no the guy has no charisma to me. Um, it's like watching paint dry when he's in the ring. Uh, really, I mean that's that's the best you can give me on a show where you've got AJ Styles. You've got Nakamura, you've got Dolph Ziggler, you've got Kevin Owens. The best you can give me for Randy Orton, the best you can give me is Jinder Mahal to get me to watch your show on Tuesday night. Right. I got you. I got you. Let me ask Busy J. You, first of all, um, do you feel the same way? I know you you said that we would see Jinder as the he champion. Yeah, but do you feel the same way? I mean, are you upset about it, even though you called it, or are you happy to see him as a champ? I'm not upset only for the fact that, you know, SmackDown for the last, since the, the initial draft happened, SmackDown can refer to the land of opportunity. And what, mm-hmm. bigger, what bigger way to actually promote that by giving somebody who's been a career jobber, like I even Googled his stats, Jinder Mahal has a winning percentage of 25%. That's unheard of for a world champion. However, if you want to package him as a totally new guy, from what I hear behind the scenes, Vince is very high on him. I don't know if it's because Vince, you know, he likes that 1980s style of wrestler, you know, big and buff, and Jinder has been putting in that work in the gym. I say go for it. Let's create new stars. Let's create new rivalries. I'm tired of the same old, same old on SmackDown and on Raw. I have no problem with this. However, I do want to I do want to subject you guys to a little information I've also gathered. The re- the main reason for the Jinder Mahal push is because they're entering the WWE is entering the India market. So they finally got merch over there. They're going on tour over there for the first time in I believe 15 years. So that's what's going to happen in September. So 
So there's a good chance Jinder might be the champion heading into that, which means he'll be the champion after Money in the Bank and after SummerSlam. So get ready for a lot of Jester, Jester. Let me let me throw something busy before you get on this here, real quick. So right. real quick, busy. Color me, color me shocked that it's all about money. You know that this push is all about them going into India. I'm absolutely flabbergasted by that. But uh, I mean, let's let's be real. The titles on the show these days are absolutely useless to me. The prestige is gone. The luster is off of these belts. I mean, where are the days of CM Punk holding it for over over a year? You know, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. You know, Macho Man down the line. You know, Undertaker. Where you know these guys aren't jobbers. I mean. It just seems like the women's title and the and the men's title at this point are nothing more than a participation trophy. I kind of agree with you on that. If you think about it, if you think about the longest current reigning roster champion is Dean Ambrose, and no one cares about that. Right. So they go, they go, there you go right there. So I totally agree with you. It's, it's become a participation trophy, and I don't know if they need to just – it needs to just be about the talent. You, you remember the day somebody would win the title, they get the title, they get up on the top rope, coming down, they made a big deal that somebody won the championship. Now it's like, ah, oh, somebody new has it this week. Yeah, you right about that. Whenever I can get in, it'll be all right. I'm not worried. I got a little. You day. have no problem getting in. <laughs> <laughs> No, I listen, you did mention something, though, that I wanted to touch on about Ambrose, okay? And Because, and, and, you know what, i got to be honest with you. I really, as much as my backlash, okay, is the backlash of the show. It, it, once again, and I know I sound like a broken record, but until they change shit, I don't know what to tell you. Um Give me a reason why that show was special above any other SmackDown show. What was the reason to pay attention to that pay-per-view? There was none. Really, honestly. There was nothing miraculously different. There was no special. There certainly was no up-in-flames match. There was no wild factor. Nope. No, but there's no wow factor. You see, that's what, you know, and that's why I, I have this named after for, hey, Randy Orton. You know, I'd love to get his opinion. Folks, if you haven't heard, Randy Orton had mentioned about how indie shows are, uh, are boring and the uh, workers are boring and how it's the same old thing and blah, 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 and all this stuff. He's one to talk. He works for the company that is the Become the king of the same old thing. Look it's at how many. Look at how many. Look at how many on the Raw show on Monday night. Look at how many wins were by disqualification because somebody else interfered. How many times are you going to do that the same night? That's true. Do you realize that of the matches, I believe it was three or four of them on one night had the same outcome that because somebody else distracted, another person won? Four matches, same night, same outcome. Are you guys even trying anymore? I'm, I'm, and I'm dead serious. I'm not trying to be, you know, how wow, sensational for the radio and look at, aha. Uh-huh. No, I'm being dead serious, though, guys. 
When Raw has oh. the same outcome in four different matches because somebody uh-huh. else interfered, how are you how are you entertaining the fans? Well, wait if your if your pay per view event is indifferent, right? Go ahead. But the precursor to that is Sunday that's night, why you don't you want me in, brothers. You had the Singh brothers on Sunday night pull uh, Mahal out of the way on the announce table. So in a way, you had interfering at that. It said that's the new WWE. Let's let's interfere. It's like Kevin Owens. How many times did Kevin Owens defend the Raw Championship on his own? That that's the new WWE. Like I said, I don't mind the occasional interference, sure. But when more than uh, when more than half of your matches for the night, or half your matches for the night, are all ending the same way, let me yawn right. now. <laughs> and, and this is a guy, and, and I don't mind. It's Randy Orton talking about how the rest of the shows. Oh, all these indie shows are boring. Really, hey Randy, why don't you come? I tell you what. Back out of your WWE contract for a little bit. Don't worry, Vince will take you back. You know damn well he will. And why don't you come do the Up in Flames match then? Let's see you go on fire for a night for something different. He's got a lot of nerve, Orton. He's got a lot of nerve. Let's see him do something different. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm done. Uh, that, this was the Fantasy Justice show? Was that my rant? Yeah, that was his rant, apparently. That was a good rant. Okay, the, you know what we yeah, do? it would have been accurate. All right, let me ask you something. We should merchandise and market the Jester soapboxes. I'm telling you, I think they'd be a big hit. <laughs> All right, let me ask you something. And, and, and did anybody else see this now coming a mile away? Apparently, I called it when I said it's going to end up being Finn Balor, and I'm going to I'm obviously sticking by it now with what's been going on. Finn <laughs> Balor versus Lesnar, and I'm telling you, he just beat Carl Anderson. But if you notice, of all the contestants for this five-way match, that Heyman could have come out and gotten into. What do you talk about and what happened with Finn Bauer, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Anybody? Busy J. Uh, you called it. I, I, I'll give you that. But I, so, I just don't know how it's going to – I don't know how it's going to play off as a match with those two. I mean, I feel like he's really going to, like, you know, throw I him just, around all around the ring. I just don't see. It's, uh, I, I don't see. I just don't see how, like Busy's saying, I just don't see how that the mechanics of that match are going to work. I mean, Lesnar's an agile guy for a big man, so he can move uh, better than a lot of the big guys do. But to me, it just harkens back to watching Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar back in the early 2000s. It just, to me, it's a complete physical mismatch, and it's a hard sell for me to. to and that's the idea. Any way she. So, of course, it's a hard sell for me to believe that Jinder Mahal and will hold the be. title. Reason. There you go. So, but but I, that, that's I, I what it is. Curveball, that's I'll what throw this curveball at you guys real quick. You guys remember that SummerSlam that summer right. match between CM Punk and Brad Lesnar and how well that mm-hmm. was executed? This could be reminiscent of that. But the only thing is I don't think Balor's on Punk's level as an in-ring technician. 
Not yet, he's not, no. Uh, not yet, but I'm going to tell you, because, you know, Mrs. Jester watched the uh, backlash with me the other day, and she saw just how the crowd truly does react to a good entrance. And she saw Nakamura's entrance. And she's like, you know, that dramatics really plays to the crowd. And that's what it is with Finn Bauer. That's his, that's his allure. I mean, you're talking about a guy who would be a small cruiserweight. All right. His, his appeal is his entrance. And it appeals to the kids. It appeals to the adults because it's something different. They're, they're, listen, the WWE universe is so desperate for something different. You know, we, I, I, and that's one of the things I, I wrote. <laughs> I wrote. I tried calling him, but I wrote Triple H today asking, "Where's the next great manager? Where's the next Fuji? Where's the next Jimmy Hart? Where's the next good evil manager?" And that's true. So now, mm-hmm. what do you have to have? You have to have the good entrance. You have to have the good entrance, and that's about all it's going to take to put... He gets so many cheers for that. And the idea, like you said, it is so ridiculous that he could be in the ring with Lesnar. Now, let me ask you something, though. Let's take it one step further. Okay, it's really starting to look like these two are lining up. That it's going to be Bauer and Lesnar. Mm-hmm. JT first. Who do you have in that match? Do you really do you do you believe that they're going to go with the absolute absurd storyline that he could really take Lesnar, or you think this is their I- t- turn to finally make Lesnar look strong again the way he should? Well, I'll go back to where I was wrong at WrestleMania and say, how do you have a guy like Goldberg not defend the championship one time and then drop it in his first match, but hold it for a couple months? Mm. At this point, I want to say the same thing towards Lesnar. How do you have this guy have the championship since WrestleMania? He's yet to defend the championship in any way, shape, or form, and then have him drop it in his first match out. I think if you do that, you completely ruin any of the mystique or allure that Brock Lesnar has when he comes out as the beast incarnate. So uh, at this point, I think they'd have to do something where it's a program of, uh, of a few pay-per-views before you have Finn Balor get over uh, Brock Lesnar. What do you think, Busy uh, J? I think if they're going to book it Finn Balor versus Brock Lesnar, it has to be booked the beast versus the you know, the whatever the king, whatever his the the demon, the demon king. king, yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna have to book it that way. And we're gonna have to make it a valiant effort by the demon king. He's gonna come up short, but he's gonna have to use his speed to sl- try to slay Goliath. So I, I think it could be booked well, but it will be a mismatch once Brock gets a hold of him physically. If this does occur, where where does Samoa go Samoa Joe go? Where where do we see him moving? Because they've got there's no way they keep him as a mid level guy. Do you see him continuing with uh, a set with Wyatt then, or do you see Wyatt ending up with uh, going back uh, and uh, what's his name 
Yeah, Joey Cage's guy, Roman Reigns. Oh, with Roman Reigns. At this point, why not have some kind of a of a triangle or even a you know you look at the the the, the four the quad you know quad group of those guys kind of each week back and forth maybe a triple threat match you know maybe a mixed tag you know tag team match with those guys um, I think you keep them kind of on the back burner so to speak uh, until you're ready to bring him up into the title mix. Hmm. Yeah, I think you, I think what you need to do is I think what you need to do is elevate Dean back into the main picture and have it be like Samoa Joe single-handedly trying to take out the shield. That might work for a little bit, but you can't put him in the top of the picture right now. You know, and, and, and Jester, you said something about 10 yeah. minutes ago that I want to ask you. You were talking about uh, the entrance for Finn Balor and Finn Balor's appeal to adults and to children. Well, this may be the unpopular uh, – you know, response and far be it for me to ever have one of those. But I think that's where WWE made the mistake back in the early 2000s. It's all about appealing to children. This is an adult show. I think they need to stop worrying about what appeals to children and get back to what they did before. And I think you do something like that. That's how they're going to pull that. That's how they're going to pull themselves out of the mire and out of the muck right now that they're in is they got to stop worrying about, Oh, well, the kids like John Cena, so we got to keep him as this wholesome. No, screw that. Let's get some change in there. The go best comic thing Hulk, Hulk Hogan ever did was pull off that NWO outfit. The best thing he ever did for his career. He added so many years to his career and to his legend by doing that, and the ratings went through the roof for him. You know, I just, I, they got to stop appealing to the kids is my point. I think you need to go more towards an adult target audience and get, get some, uh, Get some, you know, get some fire, get some poison back on the show. Okay, how about this one? Go ahead. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, because I've got the money on this one. Go ahead. I was going to say I kind of agree with this, but because WWE is a, you know, the trade is stopped, they're not going to go back. They're not going back to the '90s or the '80s. They're going to pretty much be family oriented. And if you look at them, they're really big on merch, and they really promote those who sell good merch. Like, Cena's been doing it for years. New Day's coming up right behind them. Even Roman Reigns, somebody that, you know, a lot of us adults don't like. Do you busy? So. Do, you, do you turn right. on WWE Network and watch a show from the 90s and see how many people in the crowd have merch? Because everybody in the crowd does. True, but it's just, it's just they, they cater for a different Let me tell you. It's real. I've got. I, yeah. I mean, I've got the answer to it. And if WWE doesn't mind giving me credit once they do this, that's fine. <laughs> At least say they don't have to give me. No, no. They don't have to give me a nickel for it off the bat. Once it proves successful, okay, then you know a little bone my way would be nice. Throw me a freaking bone here. Um, seriously though, are you ready for this sheer case of brilliance? First off, I agree with the idea that what you said, JT, is that they're catering to the kids. But, you know, in essence, that's how you get your future fans, is by making sure you get to them early. Now, the problem with that is you tend to lose some of the adult fans, is what you're saying. Well, here you go, folks. Imagine imagine you have this wrestling business. Let's call it the... WWE, for the sake of argument. And let's say okay. in that business, you had your own 
two different companies that went against each other. You had Raw and you had SmackDown. Heavens to Betsy. Wow, what a great idea so far. So now, what if Raw was actually Raw for the adults and SmackDown was SmackDown for the kids? Hmm. Wouldn't bother me. I mean, it sounds like it sounds to me like at least your ratings for Raw would be uh, back above three million, where they haven't been for a month now. I like, well, what I like I'm saying, idea. you get your you get your kids fans. Yeah, you get your kids fans uh, on SmackDown, and you have that a little bit more tame, a little bit more PG. Okay, but then for your hardcore fans. For your hardcore fans and for your old school fans, mm-hmm. you make raw just that raw. Well, let me let me let me play devil's advocate then. So let's take the three or the four major combined pay per views in, in in Mania, Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, SummerSlam, where they're kind of SmackDown and Raw. How would you handle the booking for that thing? Right. Same way I told you I want to handle things with FXE when we do shows that we want to have right. something extreme. Leave something extreme, something that the kids, that you don't want the kids. But at this point, let me ask you something. Most of the video games, you see more blood than you do on any WWE event. <laughs> By far. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Half the nation is okay. Let me ask you something. You're going to tell me that half the that all the Call of Duty games were by adults, zombies, no. all that, right? That's right. Yeah. Come on, stop. Don't lie to yourselves. But if you want to go ahead and lie to yourself, then what you do is you make the last like couple it. of matches just that. What we do. All right, folks. Now is the time. You might not want your children here for these last couple of matches. Everybody have a great night. Uh-huh. If well, you put on a yeah, if you, listen, if you put on a good enough show so that the people who are going to leave because they have kids, they don't want to feel shortchanged by missing the last two events, say the last two matches. You've got to then just make those first six or seven that good for them. Right. That good for the kids. That good for the kids. So uh, let me throw this out there before I forget. Uh, Off the subject a little. Now there's a women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, What are you guys' thoughts on that? I think it's long overdue. I think it's long overdue. However... It's the wrong show for it. Like it should be the Raw Women's, not SmackDown. Because I hate right. the storyline going on. I hate the storyline going on for the the SmackDown Women's Championship picture, where everybody's like ganging up on Charlotte, or uh, it's just bad. That I feel like both both rosters they're doing a horrible writing job, but especially the women's division on SmackDown. I think in general, though, we're missing. I I don't mind the ladder matches. I didn't mind the cage match, but let's make it more towards what the tradition of those matches are. I mean, you know, there's some great history in these matches that we're talking about bringing to the women, 
But now let's let the women make their own history by, you know, making it an event. Again, like that cage match, you know, I want to see something more than what Sasha Banks and, and, uh, oh, Lord, Charlotte gave in the match. Yeah. Okay. Now, you want a you want a good extreme match. You want a match where you want to go ahead and say have a cage match or a ladder match. Put your two beasts in there. Go ahead, put Charlotte in there, put Nia Jax in there, and make the damn thing brutal. Because you mm-hmm. can, you've got two big women. But you, you, listen, you know you can't go ahead and have these kind of matches. You want to go ahead and expand the women's division and, and, and do some of the classic matches that the men's have done. Kudos. Fantastic. Okay. But you can't do it with the Alexa Blisses, the Sasha Banks. Okay. And, and uh, what, what's the chick from Staten Naomi. Island? Oh, no, Carmella? the chick from Staten Island, the thin one. Carmella. Carmella. Okay. She's a twig. Alexa Bliss is the size of an Oompa Loompa. Okay, and, and, and Sasha Banks is as fragile as it gets. So you can't go no, and get win. into these classic, yeah, classic matches with these petite little women. Let's get some real size women in these matches so that they can go ahead and do these matches justice. Mm-hmm. Oh, again, I'm back on the rant. Sorry. I'm not sorry. Who am I kidding? (laughs) I can't help it. All right, hold on. Let's take a break here for a second. Let's do a quick commercial, and then we'll come on right back. Folks, again, you're listening to FXE Live. Hey, Randy Orton. That's right, calling out Randy Orton for what he had to say. Is brought to you by FantasyJesterSports.com. Your kingdom for fantasy sports and more, including beautiful wrestling news like we had this past weekend on the Fantasy Justice Show. We're going to get into that in the second half. We're also brought to you by Blog Talk Radio. Great job, guys. Absolutely fantastic place to do your podcast, crystal clear sound, and great customer service. I love these people. Folks, Blog Talk Radio, set up a podcast. Just don't set it up against mine. Oh, you can, but I wouldn't suggest it, really. It's not, 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 not a good idea, to be honest with you. We're also brought to you by breadfromyourbed.com. Folks, gang over there, Joey and the gang, personal finance blog. If you want to go ahead, start up a website, start up a business, make extra money, a little extra cash from home, or change your career. Get out of the rat race and start up your own business. Joey and the gang from breadfromyourbed.com will help you. Get in touch with them right now. Mention the Fantasy Jester show. Mention FXE. Mention fantasyjestersports.com. Mention JT. Mention Busy J. Mention any of us to Joey and the gang. Tell them we sent you. And right now, you can get a free five-page website. Find out how. Go ahead. Contact breadfromyourbed.com. We're also brought to you by Deep Obsession Charters, West 
Palm Beach. Ryan and the gang over there, absolutely fantastic. Want to talk about a fun crew, safe crew. He is absolutely a fantastic technical diver. And he goes ahead and he takes you out on some really just fantastic, fantastic dives and tours. You have the Blue Heron Bridge, one of the best macro dives in the world. Not me saying this. This is this is every dive community will tell you this. Blue Heron is the place to go. If you want to see the most incredible wide range of species of fish and whatnot, then also you've got reef dives. You've got wreck dives, whether it's a boat, a plane, and then also his famous shark dives. Dive with sharks, no cage. That's right, no cage. Don't need one. It's not all what Shark Week says. Ryan Walton of the gang, Deep Obsession Charters, West Palm Beach. Lastly, we're brought to you by from 84 Lumber and DeLand Metalcraft for all your custom metal needs. DeLand Metalcraft in Volusia County. Folks, as we get ready and get back to the show, FXE Live, hey, Randy Orton. I got to tell you, it's been fun. And we're getting ready to bring in the guys. And before we, you know, Go ahead, if we can get back to WWE. We're going to start talking FXE. And, you know, JT mentioned he wasn't there for the call. And I know, Busy J, you were tied up. I know you've heard about it since, and I'll, I'll ask you your opinion on this. But, uh-huh. hey, Randy Orton, you said all this crap is the same as you work for a company bringing you the same crap week in, week out. Matter of fact, bringing the same endings four times in one night. Um, FXE has an up in flames match where the loser is going to get set on fire. Plain and simple. This is how it's going to work. It really is up in flames. A loser is going to happen and somebody is going to get set on fire. Now, JT is uh as part of the FXE commentating team as well, and part of the production team now, one of the uh-huh. things uh, I, I've got to ask you, is there anything better? And, and should there be anything? You know, I, we talk about all these other promotions here uh, throughout the country, not just in Florida, but throughout the country about, you know, start bringing some variety to this. Now, let me ask right. you something, JT. I mean, what, what more... Can we do then bring an up in flames match and bring a former WWE star, TNA star, as one half of it? I mean, this should be, by the time this show goes off in October, this should be pretty much the talk of the wrestling world is that we're going to pull this off. We are literally going to set a wrestler on fire for losing. Right. I mean, what more? Honestly, what more can you ask for for a high stakes circumstance and high stakes uh, outcome? I mean, if that doesn't put a little extra something into both people competing in this match, I don't know what will. So you know, it's going to add some drama to it. It's going to add some excitement. And then when you look at you know one half of what you've already put into that in Shannon Moore, those of you that were at St. Patrick's Day Hangover, you saw a guy that's just an absolute fantastic wrestler to watch in the ring. Um, Lindsey Snow, yep. his partner, I mean, it got him in a little bit of trouble. If you were listening, as Jester uh, laid down the, the law on that one. But, uh, 
man, I'll tell you what, I love watching him wrestle, and I really liked watching her wrestle as well. And as you mentioned, uh, she has some stakes uh, going forward as well. So you want to talk about a little more intrigue. Uh, maybe you can uh, let the fans in on what some of her stakes are. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get to Lindsay in a second. I want to ask somebody not from – see, for us, JT, we're, we're entrenched, and, and we talk to a lot of the Florida wrestlers and and whatnot. We're, we've got our ear to the ground of what's going on around in Florida, and obviously it's just starting to get out there uh, what we're about to pull off. Let me ask somebody up in New York where everything is big. Busy, I mean, I'm from up there, man. I know. New York likes to do everything big. I mean, where does this rate on a scale of 1 to 10 on the New York level? Oh, this is a 15. This is beyond a 10. What more high, you want a high stakes atmosphere, high adrenaline, no one wants to lose kind of match. I love it. I love it, Jeff. It's original. It's different. It's what the people want. Is what the wrestlers want. They want to be put in circumstances where they strive. So I'm, we're all for it. I, lo- I love the idea. All right, all right, thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, because here's the thing. Here's what I'm finding out. <laughs> it must be a good idea because right now, Shannon Moore is the only one crazy enough to say yes to it. <laughs> I am looking. I am literally, yeah, he's right now so far. Now, wait nobody. Listen, how many people are going to go, I'm willing to take the chance of being set on fire? Wait a minute, wait a minute. I want to throw this out there. His craziness has never been uh, in question, as you've seen some of the moves that Shannon Moore's pulled off over his career. But I also think there's some, uh, some yes. defiance in some uh, getting the jester's face uh, type of thing, and a little, little bravado with what with him accepting that. So I think there's, that has a lot to do with it. You know, you and him have kind of – had a rocky start to things uh, as far as uh, attitudes and, and uh, rule-breaking, as you would put it. But uh, I think there's some defiance going on with that as well. And that's one of the things I like about Shannon Moore. He didn't care what you put in front of him. He's just going to show you he's going to knock it out of the park anyway. So wouldn't it have been slick of me to know that when I said to him about being slightly. in the match? Yeah, just, just slightly, yeah. Uh, the flexing your mental muscle on that one. Huh? Got to do what I got to do. I have I have a job to do. I have a job to bring uh, a fantastic show to the wrestling community, the wrestling fans. I have a job to do in challenging some of the best wrestlers out there. And I believe, I truly believe, no matter how much I, I, I played on the fact that he's defiant, uh, Shannon Moore is one of the top wrestlers out there right now. He He is absolutely... He, he, he does it all, uh, and as fearless as can be. You know, people talk about the Hardys and all that, okay? Shannon Moore is, is right there. He just doesn't want to work for WWE. It's the God's honest truth, folks. Otherwise, Shannon Moore said it in his, in his interview before he could be working there. He doesn't want that schedule and that, their set of rules and how they do things. He just doesn't want to work for them. But well, there's a guy well, that if – I bet you if – Pardon me? Well, add to that. He also doesn't want to do the same old thing every single night. He wants to go out there, make a statement, do something crazy, do something that's going to that's gonna leave memory. You know, it's going to burn into people's brains that this guy did that. So I think that's another reason why you don't. he doesn't want to, you know, go to WWE at this point. 
Well, and it's it, it, you, you hit the nail on the head with that because, you know, I had the opportunity. I've sat across from him uh, on a couple of occasions now. And you got to remember, this is a young man that has sat across from not just me, but now Vince and Dixie Carter and stuff like that. And that's basically what he said is that the idea of doing something different is the appeal that FXE has that we're not trying to do. We're not trying to copy WWE. We're not trying to copy TNA. You know what we're trying to be? We're trying to be FXE. We're just trying Mm -hmm. to be ourselves and bring what we think is right to wrestling and not following a cookie cutter uh, program or bringing you the same old thing all the time, you know? So uh, that, that was that you nailed it on the head uh, right there. Now, busy Jay, one of the things that we have down here is we have a young lady and I don't know how much New York has heard of her yet. And they should, she's, she's tried out for WWE and, um, she is a former Brazilian jiu-jitsu artist, gone wrestler. She is phenomenal. She is deadly and phenomenal at the same time. Lindsay Snow. Now, what we've come up with for her, see, what happened was, is for those of you not familiar, I had, when I went to Shannon Moore and asked him to come work for FXE, he said fine, but he wanted to do it as a tag team with Lindsay Snow. I told him that in order to be the tag team, they both had to wrestle separate first and win. Well, the night of 318, chaos breaks loose. All of a sudden, they end up forming a tab, tag team, and they wrestle together against my wishes. So my punishment has been, okay, if, if Shannon Moore wants to continue to work for FXE, that's fine, but he has to be in the Up in Flames match. He accepted what I came up with for Miss Snow was a whole nother story. And again, keeping it creative. I told her that she could come and wrestle that night. We're going to have a night in October coming up. And those dates will be announced. If she loses Busy J, she's not allowed to wrestle in the state of Florida again. For any oh, promotion. High stakes. For any promoter. Yeah, not for me. Not just me. For any promoter. She can't wrestle in the whole state. So my my point to you is this. <laughs> just in these two matches, just in these two matches, FXE is showing you that, you know what? You can bring something different. We have a wrestler it that's going to wrestle done. for her future in a whole state. And then we have a wrestler... Or now we're going to have two once we can find somebody brave enough to go ahead and put up for it, where one of the the losers is going to get set on fire. To me, this is making wrestling great again, because this is making it different. In order to make wrestling great again, you know what? You have to do what hasn't been done or hasn't been done in a long time or just something different. Now, you know, it's, it's Busy, like you you've been a fan for the sport a long time. You and JT yes, both. How mm-hmm. many how many promotions now have you seen that have ownership that dedicated to making sure 
that it's not like anything else. Done. You're the first. You're the first by far. JT. Anybody wants to follow the same old show? As I, as I've told you before, yeah. I mean, you know, I, we've heard you uh, go on one of your rants. I know you don't do that often, but one of your rants about people that say it's all been no. done before. Well, you, you know, basically, you and FXE, we're showing people it hasn't all been done before. And there's so many variants of what's been done. If you have a, a just a small piece of creative, WWE uncreative, in your brain, that you can make these matches exciting with just a small tweak here or there. But what you're doing is basically affecting the landscape of Florida wrestling and the women's side with Lindsay with her stipulation. And then we've already talked about the up in flames for Shannon Moore. So this is what, this is what we should be doing for people and you're doing it. I have, uh, I've brought up the, I brought up the suggestion of several uh, different matches to several different wrestlers to ODB, to Shannon Moore, uh, to Jimmy Hart, to Renegade, to a bunch of people that have been in the business, you know, for quite some time, to Hound Dog. Now, folks, if you don't know the Puerto Rican Hound Dog, okay? You're missing out. I have it out there. I I sent it. Yeah, the Puerto Rican Hound Dog is a really good local wrestler here. He's he's been around. He's been actually... Wrestled out of the country too, over in England, Puerto Rico, a couple of different places. So he's been around and, and one hell of a wrestler, and, and really had a good match with Renegade. And I asked him, would he? And now he's got. So you know, Busy J, he's got an afro like Angela Davis. Okay, oh I mean he's got that big old fro going. Okay, and I've asked him to put it on the line. I asked him, would he be willing, if I can get the Renegade in on this, the Renegade's Harley against his hair? No. A Harley for hair match. Wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, due to unfortunate circumstances, didn't get to see what happened between those two at St. Patrick's Day Hangover. That was an all-out brawl. Okay, they got thrown across my announce table. Renegade did. Uh, there were chairs flying everywhere. There were bodies flying everywhere. And you really want to put these guys in a match now? Well, that's why, because because of what you told me. See, you had come to me, but so did several other people, uh, and explained to me just how those two <laughs> went at it. And most of it, it seems like, uh, from the impression I got. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, it seemed like most of their action was really, they couldn't even stay in the ring. They were literally using the whole damn building. Is that, yeah, I is don't that even remember them being out? in the ring. Uh, I only remember them being in the <laughs> ring together. Oh, and, and I'll tell you this. When you see a guy renegade size getting thrown and hurtled through the air, coming at you as you're sitting at the announce table, I don't ever want to be that close to renegade or menace ever again. So, uh, uh, we may want to get me somewhere else off the floor for this one. It's going to, going to be a hell of a match. Now, maybe, maybe, and we'll see. I might throw another twist in there. I might go Harley for hair in a cage match or something like that. So uh, okay. I know how much those two don't like each other. And that'll help you feel maybe a little bit safer, but you never know. I mean, 
those two are <laughs> capable of throwing each other through the cage. You Ooh, know, I are. mean, Renegade's a big boy. Folks, for those of you who don't know, I, I, I'll give you an idea. Renegade goes about 6'9", six, 6'10", six, about three and a quarter. Mm-hmm. And Hound Dog is about 6'1", and about 300 pounds himself. We're talking right. about some beef getting literally thrown through the air. And, and as you've seen uh, yourself, JT, the big man in Hound Dog will moonsault. So, I mean. Oh, oh yes. Yes, he will. And, and let me tell you, you said 6'1 versus 6'9, 6'10. Folks, don't let that uh, size difference fool you. That was one pissed off Puerto Rican Hound Dog that threw that 6'10 Renegade through the air like a Frisbee at my announce table. So you don't let the size fool you. Oh, no, no. Hound Dog's a bull, man. I, I Listen, <laughs> there are certain guys like Renegade and Hound Dog that you just don't want to get in the ring with unless you're very serious. You know, I, I hear about Shannon Moore with Lesnar and all that. You know, at some uh-huh. point, what I'd like to do is get Shannon Moore in there against either Renegade or Hound Dog and have him tell me where those two rate with Lester. Right, right. Because those are strong boys. Those are two you know, strong, strong boys, let me tell you. I, I got to throw this out there as we're reminiscing on the, uh, some of the, that 318 show. You mentioned earlier about on the uh, FXE Facebook page, uh, Mako and Cage – you know, yapping at each other quite a bit, or at least Mako's doing a lot of the yapping, talking about uh, Cage putting down the donuts. Cage, man, when you go man up, when you going to stop letting this guy talk like that? I mean, if I remember correctly, didn't you win the match? I mean, come on, stand up for yourself. Say something. Yeah, uh, I'm busy, so they have an idea. The two people, two people we're talking about are the two uh, young wrestlers that were developing here at FXE, and Mako and Joey Cage got into it that night. The uh, it was it was a pretty decent match from what I heard. I mean, for two developmental well, it was, yeah, guys, I mean, it, it was a pretty good match. Right. Joey Cage wins, but it turns out Mako's talking all this crap since then, and Joey Cage is nowhere to be heard. Where well, did Joey know, Cage like go? I mean, is he really running? Is it one and gone? He's hanging out with the cook, you know, the guy whose ass he kicked before Mako got in the ring. I I guess, I don't know. I, I guess maybe he felt, hey, listen, remember one thing. I, neither of us were in the ring with Mako. Joey Cage was. No. He must have seen something. He must have seen something in Mako that has him running. Otherwise, why would you run? Why would you? Why would you allow somebody who you beat talk right. about you the way Mako has talked about Joey Cage? Unless so, you're just so what you're completely saying, afraid of him now. Exactly. So what you're saying is, Cage, if you're scared, say you're scared. Plain and simple. Yeah, just say I've, I, I I have decided to retire from wrestling sooner than face Mako again. Just you know, I'd up. rather sit at Crispy. I'd rather sit at Krispy Kreme eating donuts than to get in, you know, in the ring and, and risk that five-star frog splat again because Mako can fly. 
Yeah, drinking, drinking, drinking Coronas, ha- having donuts, and uh, taking time off because I guess he felt that Mako. Yeah, because Mako will fly. We learned that one for sure. Um, and, and fly with a nice elbow. I mean, he he landed yes. that solid. I was surprised. Uh, yeah, I saw the video. Exactly. I was surprised yeah. Joey Cage got up. So yeah, I mean, and maybe it was that move. Maybe we're talking about the exact move. That has Joey Cage like, nah, man, I ain't getting in the ring with that again. No. Just seems I, like. I, I'm just wondering. Come on, Cage. Call in next week. Call in Saturday night. Let's hear something from you, man. I mean, you're not usually the silent type. I know I know you're an Eagles fan and all, but come on, man. Sound off like you got a pair. Oh, oh nice. Up in flames like his like his wrestling career, I guess. I don't know. No, uh, listen, Busy J. Seriously though, man, uh, maybe you could make it down when we have this when we have this up in flames match. Maybe this is something you need to come down and see in person, man. Definitely, definitely. I know, maybe. Yeah, no, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many times. Yeah, yeah, you really do because how many times. In your life, have you had the opportunity to see somebody set on fire? Is that a regular thing? It's not a regular thing. It needs to be, though. Well, I'm about to. I'm about to give (laughs) you and the whole wrestling world, you and the whole wrestling world, the opportunity here in Florida to see the loser get set on fire. That's just the way it goes. That's how you make wrestling great again, folks. Busy J, thanks so much for joining us again. A great, great job, as always, talking wrestling. Great fun talking with you. Folks, make sure you catch Busy J on FantasyJusticeSports.com. Busy, uh, the next article I think you got up is uh, the Giants. You're writing on the uh, New York Giants, right? That's correct. I got three to watch and three who three players that could be on the decline for the 2017 season. We'll be seeing that. Yeah, Eli Manning might have a breakout season. (laughs) Busy, thanks so much for joining us as always, man. Likewise. There you go. There you go. Take care, Busy. Talk to you soon, man. JT, man, great show. Up in flames, brother. As always. It's going to be something. Maybe, Maybe we can find an opponent. What do you think? Oh, I, I, I'm looking forward to that. Are you going to find somebody? You and I will need to talk about that a little bit uh, in a meeting one day, but i got a few people in mind. But, hey, I'm just hoping we get we can get Cage to come out of his slumber, man. That, that's my mission now. Let's let's get this guy to come out, Rip Van Winkle, to come, come out of his slumber and uh, sound off. Gotcha. Gotcha. Sounds good, JT, man. You have a great night. We will see you, you Saturday night, my brother. Bye-bye. Folks, That has been FXE Live, Randy Orton. Hey, you, you son of a bitch. How dare you call us vanilla and all that stuff and boring. Apparently, you have no idea who FXE is and what's coming down the road. I am the jester, folks, and you have been listening to myself, Busy J, and the one, the only, JT. I tell you, it was fun. But seriously, anybody out there, you know Randy, have Randy Orton call in and uh, I'm telling you, he can quit WWE, come do the Up in Flames match if he's got a pair, 
and Vince will take it back. I know he will. I'm the Jester. I'm out.